USA News. Do you have a story to tell? Bring your story to life with audiobooks. Great stories deserve great storytelling. Audiobook Network provides professional voice actors and full production services for every author's manuscript. From narration, production, and editing to distribution, promotion, and sales, Audiobook Network handles everything. If you have a print book, ebook, or even a manuscript, call Audiobook Network now and get our free audiobook guide. 800-734-1229-800-73. The views and opinions expressed during this show are those of the hosts and guests only. In no way do they represent the views, positions, or opinions expressed or implied of WGSO 990 AM or North Shore Radio, LLC. Welcome to Conversations with Ron Richardson on WGSO 990 AM where we can be open and honest about real-life issues such as disability, mental health, and everyday life. Now, let's have a real conversation with WGSO host, Ron Richardson. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, New Orleans. This is Conversations with Ron Richardson on WGSO 990 AM and WGSO.com. Remember, guys, if you want to catch us on the go, you can download and tune tune into that uh Mixler app right here on WGSO and you can catch all the great shows here at this uh, lovely radio station. So today I have a very, very special episode of Conversations with Ryan Richardson. I would like to welcome in my beautiful co-host, my big sis, Miss Darina Phillips. How are you? Good morning, everybody. I'm great to be back. All right. She is joining me because we're talking about mental health concerning our veterans. I have a panel of one, two, three, four, five veterans all different branches of the military and these guys are going to be joining me and talking about their experiences in the armed forces so let's uh get this thing started i have my main man mr will jameson in the building what's going on how y'all doing all right i have mr adrian bruno hey ronald how you doing man all right and i have mr terry brown what's up and uh I had my main man, co-host of Holy and Patriotic Jambalaya, Mr. Mike Silver. What's going on, Mike? Good afternoon, my friend. All right. So everybody here, man, you guys have uh, all served in some part of the military. And we want to focus on mental health today because mental health is something that is not talked about when it comes to our veterans. And I want to uh, open it up to my co-host, Darina, because she has some statistics that uh, she wants to talk about over the air concerning mental health in our veterans. So, Darina, why don't you Absolutely. take it away? Absolutely. And it's not morning, it's afternoon. Afternoon. <laughs> afternoon. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. In 2021, 6,392 veterans died by suicide, which was an increase of 114 suicides from 2020. When looking at increases in rates from 2020 to 21, the age and sex adjusted suicide rate amongst veterans increased by 11.6%, while the age and sex adjusted suicide rate among non-veterans increased by 4.5. So suicide is an issue all across the board, but it's really impacting our veterans at an alarming rate. Right, and that's the thing I want to ask you guys, man, you know, to civilians, we don't know what it's like to... Uh, be in the military and the different experiences uh, that you guys have had. So I want to start it off with uh, 
Mr. Terry, and I want you to give us a brief synopsis of your story and uh, your situation and how you developed the issues that you were dealing with concerning mental health and different things of that nature. Uh, I served in Vietnam in 1969 at mm -hmm. the age of 18. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, after something happened, I, I, first of all, I have a book called Surviving the Vietnam War, mm -hmm. and that'll tell you the whole story. But basically, yeah, I had mental issues from Vietnam. And when I came from Vietnam, the medications that they were giving to the veterans was more or less not helping us. It was driving us crazy. Mm -hmm. And in 1983, I had an attempted suicide. I was on the roof of my house on Piety Drive with a pillow, a gun, and a bag. I had hemorrhoids for the pillow was for the hemorrhoids. I had hypervention because of the anger and the dysfunction that I had, so I would breathe in the bag to help me get through it. But, yeah, we're losing so many vets. And the bad part is the medication that they're supplying the veteran is not helping. Literally, it's not helping. So... I made it through mine by the power of God, more or less, and uh, determination. I got so many things that I have to finish before I die, and that kind of helped me get through my depressive part. I got past the nightmares of the war after about 2000, and I want to say maybe Katrina. Katrina was a big distraction for me. So that kind of alleviated all the nightmares and stuff. And once I got off of that medication, I found real relief. Right. You know, we're we going to touch on that during the course of the show, but I also want to bring in my other brothers, uh, Mr. Adrian Bruno. Tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us what branch of the military that you serve. Thanks for having me, Ronald. I was Welcome, uh, served in the United States Marine Corps. Um, look, veterans' mental health is, is something near and dear to my heart. I actually live that mission every day. Mm -hmm. There's 22 veterans a day that die. That's the Till Valhalla Project. It's a great project out there. I have buried four of my Marines after service from suicide. Mm. And um, my, my mother actually killed herself when I was 29. So I, really? was, I was out at that point in time and already experienced it. But let me tell you, the way that the VA goes after this problem, and, and my, re my regular life, um, what most people would call a lobbyist, and what I do is a lot for veterans' health is for free. Yes. Because I feel like this is a crisis-level epidemic with veterans, mental health. Mm -hmm. The VA is not helping. Um, I have a, a, a friend of mine who was a chaplain, gave last rites. He was in the 1st Marine Division 455 times. He came out mm -hmm. bad shape and was in the parking lot of the VA, a priest, mind you. With a, a priest gun. that served with a gun. In the arm, arm yeah, he was a chaplain. Right. And he was screaming, called me on the phone and saying, these people won't help me. So it's a personal mission for me every day to try to get to as many vets as I can and help them out. Um, and, and Terry's right. A lot of the medications that they're trying to put people on are really making the problem that much worse. All right. And we have my main man, my good friend, Mr. Will Jamison over here. And I want to, you to give a brief introduction of yourself and you know, your branch. How you doing? Willie Jemison. I served in the um, United States Army. Mm -hmm. um, I served for 15 years at deployment to Afghanistan. And like they were talking about the PTSD, you know, it's personal to me because I actually have PTSD. Yes. Um, I got out of the military in 2014. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until last year that the VA finally said, okay, you have PTSD. So for about nine and a half years, I'm walking around trying to figure out what's going on. 
nine and a half years you're walking around because the VA won't help you. Correct. And you also did a little self-medicating in mind. Yeah, they, right? um, I talked to a therapist. My therapist said you should you should try to start smoking. So for mm-hmm. probably the last two years, I started drinking more. Um, trying wow. to self-medicate drinking and it got to the point, you know, I started causing problems in relationships and stuff like that and I decided to Come into your mic a little bit more too. Try to check myself into a program for veterans called the Hero Program in Opelousas. Mm-hmm. It's um, a, a program for veterans. And when I was there, I decided to stop drinking and stuff like that and try to, you know, try other avenues, talking to therapists and stuff like that. All right. So tell us a little bit more about that program too. Um, it's a program for veterans. Um, they have different lengths of time. You can stay. I stayed for 60 days. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's an inpatient program. You get up every morning. You go to classes on substance abuse, mental health, um, I did a class called Moral Injury, it was real good, um, where they work on a lot of the trauma in the military. I did a EMDR with a psychologist, and they do brain spotting and different stuff like that to kind of, you know, kind of help those release and te- teach you how to deal with those things. So, mm-hmm. man, it's a great program. I, you know, veterans try to get into that if you can, and having problems. Right. It just seems like you guys serve the country, and you would think that they would welcome you with open arms and give you everything that you need, but it's not the case, right? No, you have to you have to first fight and get them to even acknowledge that they mm-hmm. want to own the problem. Yeah, you have you have this issue, and then once they acknowledge it, then you you wait another length of six months, sometimes a year, to get an appointment in to talk to somebody. So it's not a fast process at all. All right, man. So we're gonna bring in my main man, Mr. Mike Silva, from Holy and Patriot Jambalaya. Right after this break, this is conversations with Ron Richardson on WGSO nine ninety AM and WGSO.com. Remember, guys. If you want to listen to us on the go, man, you can download that Mixler app and catch each and every show here at WGSO. Hit us up, 504-556-9696. If you want to talk to yours truly and these beautiful vets I have in here, man. So we'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. This is Conversations with Ron Richardson. Hello, this is David Jeremiah. Join me each weekday morning at 5.30 or 6.30 for Turning Point here on Talk Radio 990 AM. Got your license to grill? Call Chew on This Saturdays at noon on WGSO and tell us all about it. Don Clement and Patty B are waiting to hear your cooking secrets. Are you looking for the perfect personalized gift for your friends and loved ones? Then look no further than Crow and Crescent. Crow and Crescent provides customizable handmade gifts, tumbler cups, and much more. All items are handmade with care and can be gift wrapped with personalized messages. For more information, you can find us at crowandcrescent.com and on Instagram. Crow and Crescent, let us show you the right gift for any occasion. I'm Ference Toth, host of the Your Personal Bank Show. I use common sense as an entrepreneur, financial literacy educator, and speaker to understand how current events affect our money, economy, and our freedom. Grow your money safely, reduce taxes, increase returns, and create positive arbitrage with Your Personal Bank. Tune in to the Your Personal Bank Show, Saturdays at 11 a.m., or contact Ference at yourpersonalbank.com. The Your Personal Bank Show, Saturdays at 11 a.m. on WGSO hey, 990 a.m., New Orleans. 
personal sneak preview invitation to join me on Sunday evening from 8 to 9 for Fat Guys at the Movies. Each week, I give you my take on the newest movies and movie news, but in a fun way. Not like those stuffy movie review snobs who take themselves way too seriously. I tell you if the new movies rock or not. Yes, it's fun for all ages with Fat Guys at the Movies. I'll see you Sunday evening at 8 on WGSO 990 AM. Do you have ghosts in your house? Well, I do. Hi, it's Bloody Mary, your local spirit guide, psychic medium, and celebrity ghost hunter. I run the Haunted Museum and Voodoo Spirit Shop in the French Quarter. Come to a ghost hunt with us and sharpen your communication skills with the other side. Don't be afraid. I'll teach you how to, as we learn and do, go ghost hunting, join a Victorian seance, and explore the beyond. Did you know that you can even plan an entire haunted night at the museum for your private party? Seven days, seven nights. Join us. BloodyMaryNewOrleans.com You'll never get a bum steer at Joey John Froze Meats, 2324 Paris Road, Chalmette. An old-style butcher shop like Mama and them had. Also try Joey's Grill, using all fresh meats from the butcher side. Fourth-generation butchers from the Ninth Ward. You will never get a bum steer at Joey John Froze Meats, 2324 Paris Road, Chalmette, 504 279-6590. You might be afraid to speak out for fear of cancel culture or losing your job. Christian Garrick Show on WGSO is your platform. Noon to 2, weekdays, right here on 990 AM WGSO. All right, welcome back. This is Conversations with Ron Richardson on WGSO 990 AM and WGSO.com. And uh, I'm going to let my girl miss... Phillips. With the guest host, Irina Phillips. There and you if go. you're on the go, make, make sure you download the Mixler app. Right? You nervous? No. You just stole my lines. <laughs> oh, well, you know. Discombobulated. We, it's all good. It's all good. We're getting through it. <laughs> but um, we are back, man. And I have a very, very important topic, a conversation on conversations with Ron Richardson. Before we go any further, I forgot to introduce my main man for Mr. Holy and Patriotic Jambalaya, co-host. The big Mike Silver. How are you, man? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for having me. All right, me. so tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, the branch that you served in also. Well, I served in the Navy. I went in uh, a little older than most people. I was 22, uh, didn't know what I wanted to do. Talked to a friend that was in the military before, so I decided to go in the Navy like he was. Um, I did a couple of Mediterranean cruises, which was all over Europe and a little bit of the Middle East. And my last six and a half months uh, was in Desert Storm. I wasn't on the ground getting shot at, but I was uh, working on helicopters. But I never personally uh, went through what these gentlemen went through. It's, uh, uh, I'm just amazed at their stories and listening to their stories. But what I did witness um, while I was in a few times was uh, uh, just one of the Mediterranean cruises we were going on for six months. Mm -hmm. My supervisor... When he got back, his wife had committed suicide. When he got home, he found her dead in their house. Um, that was a, a huge blow to him. And, I mean, I, it kind of freaked the whole the little workstation we worked in at. The, and uh, and I did see several times, several times, of uh, just people being gone for six months, you know, on these Mediterranean cruises and come back and their marriages are over. You know, their spouse uh, had an affair, left them for whatever reason, and... That just happened way too many times, and I didn't personally go through it because I was single and I didn't have any kids, but I'm sure when that happens, right. it does have a mental uh, 
toll on you. And then being in the military, if they say you got to go back out, then you got to go back out, and you still haven't really dealt with, you know, the loss of your marriage. You know, maybe not seeing your kids anymore. I've seen that way too many times. I have a friend of mine uh, who is also a retired vet, and he, we were having a conversation one day, and he basically said the same thing. You know, it's not a normal job. You know, people work every day nine to five. They get off at five o'clock. You know, and what he basically said was. We get off from work whenever we get off from work. Is that true? Absolutely. Right. And I just wanted to touch on, too, Mm -hmm. someone mentioned some statistics about how many veterans commit suicide on a daily basis. It's the second leading cause of death among veterans under the age of 45. And so if I had to, like, go around the room and ask everybody a question, could you describe yourself in one word before your service and in one word after? So we're going we gonna to start that off with Willie. Since, uh, Mine was uh, right. before service. I was, I guess, a um, sociable person. I had a lot of friends, like to be around people. You know, not really, Coming to you, Mike? Not really partying, yeah. but maybe having stuff at the house, you right. know, gatherings like that. And afterwards, I, I'm more isolated. More, uh, I found myself, well, eventually found I was passive aggressive and, mm-hmm. and mean for no reason to people. So it definitely changed me. All right, let's go to Adrian. I and definitely with one would describe as a rebel before I went in. <laughs> I was very drawn to the Marine Corps. I wanted that challenge. Right. And um, I would say when I got out, I was it was so abrupt. It was like a door being slammed. I would say I was just numb. Mm-hmm. All right. Terry? Happy and then angry. Mm. Short and sweet. And Mike? Well, fortunately, on my part, I never had to deal with a lot of the things these guys had to deal with. I mean, I'm just, I'm really, I say enjoying listening to their stories because it's a shame what these guys had to go through. But it's, uh, I think, shining a light on this is not being done enough. I was fine before I went in. I'm fine now. Um, But I can tell you just from stories before, people I met before I came onto the show and meeting these three guys. I met Adrian once before. But there's definitely definitely not enough being done to help these veterans at all. The thing is, I want to ask this question. Going into the military, like, what was your expectation before you got in? Like, did did you expect something different than what it was? Who can answer that for me? Adrian? I idolized the military. My father was in uh, was a lieutenant colonel in the Air National Guard. I was in the Civil Air Patrol when I was a teenager. I was in Marine Corps Junior ROTC when I was in high school. I knew that's what I wanted to do. I went to LSU. I was in ROTC. It was on the path. And Desert Storm came around, and I didn't want to miss it. I didn't want to be that generation that said, I missed the war. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what was hap- coming down the line after that. But... Mm-hmm. So I jumped at it, and, and I, I loved it. I excelled. And then I will tell you that mm-hmm. first-time deployment completely changed my Change view of the military. Yes. So how do you feel about it now, that you're out of it and that you've experienced the thing that you've experienced? Um, angry sometimes. I, I will tell you that you have a sense of frustration because you go, what in the hell is everybody dying for? Mm. And you go, 
you look back on a lot of friends you lost. I know these, these Vietnam guys are the best because they got treated terribly when yeah. they got home. We got parades. We got treated like heroes. I didn't feel like a hero. I tell you what, I felt like was this numb, like I was talking about, because I just didn't know what the heck I was going to do. And I had, um, I was more concerned about people that didn't come back mm-hmm. or people that were just gone. Would you do it again? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I would. I, I value my service tremendously. Um, but what would you, you would do it again. Yeah. But on a personal note, what would you change? The way that, um, the way that, that, that's, that, that service personnel are treated. Mm-hmm. I don't think they give time to re- and, and recover, rebound. It's just like you being an athlete. If you want your team to function at its highest level, you're going to want to give them the rest, recuperation, what they need. You can't always get that in the military. And sometimes right. you up for, <laughs> seems like you're up for days at a time. Mm-hmm. And adrenaline just kind of keeps you going. But uh, and and then really is the emphasis on on getting out. That's where a lot of these problems start. I don't. It happens. You get a lot of depression in the military, but but after is when all these things manifest themselves. And the one thing I keep drawing back to is you're trying to find a sense of purpose and you're trying to find a sense of mission. I got lost in a bottle. I got lost in bags of cocaine, and I'm not afraid to talk about it. Right. I can tell you. That I mean, I had to pull myself out of that by the grace of God. I did, mm-hmm. but but not a lot of people. It doesn't happen for everybody that way. And in talking about addiction, a lot of people have a drug of choice to help with the trauma. And you come home broken. Someone mentioned that a therapist recommended smoking uh, cannabis. Can y'all speak to that? The benefit. Um. My, I had a therapist with the VA, and that was her recommendation for me to, you should try smoking. She was like, I can't give it to you. you know, I can't prescribe it to you because I work for the VA, but try it. Mm-hmm. But it was like no instruction or anything like that. It was just go try it. You know, and I know people that do benefit from smoking. It's just not, you know, not. Right, so it was, it was almost like she just kind of threw you, threw, you, threw you to the wolves, right? Right, threw me to the wolves. Right, 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 right. Uh, Cannabis. The, yeah, the VA now, in January 6, 2023, mm-hmm. passed it where veterans can now use cannabis as a medicine. They're not going to give it to you. Your doctor's not going to tell you about it, and they're not going to pay for it. But we <coughs> have to fight for these things. And I'm sure when it goes legal federally, then we can get the VA to start compensating. Hold that thought, man. We got to go to our bottom of the hour break. This is uh, Conversations with Ron Richardson on WGSO 990 AM and WGSO.com. Remember, guys, if you want to catch us on the go, you can download that Mixler app and catch every show here on WGSO 990 AM. And remember, you can also follow me on Facebook. Just search for the Ron Richardson Facebook page. And you can also follow me on Instagram at Ronald underscore Richardson underscore Jr. This is Conversations with Ron Richardson. With the veterans of the United States, man. We'll be right back after this. Stay tuned. It's 
Jeff Cruer, host of Ringside Politics. I'd like to introduce WGSO General Manager, Mary Ann Guzman. WGSO is locally owned and operated right here in New Orleans. We believe in cultivating local talent and emphasize local programs. If you have an interest in hosting your own program, then we have some prime spots available. Thanks, Marianne. Folks, take advantage of this great offer. Email me at jeff at wgso.com or call me at 504-669-6076. Come fulfill your radio dreams at WGSO. Bring your business back to life with signs. Show-stopping signage can give your business the visibility it needs. Sir Speedy is a trusted resource for sign design, production, and installation. From trade show displays, banners and posters, to directional signs, window decals, wall graphics, and more, Sir Speedy's sign capabilities can help your business get noticed. Call us today at 504-586-9812. Sir Speedy, we do. This is Lenny Minutillo, chef and co-owner of the Happy Italian Pizzeria Restaurant and Catering in Harahan, home of the original meat sauce pizza and sesame-crusted muffalata calzone. We have one of the Gulf South's unique granite conveyor pizza ovens, providing a crisp finish on our pizza pie. Our fresh doughs, classic and Neapolitan style, are made daily in-house using only spring water and organic flour. We have over 40 premium toppings and choose from one of our five sauces and six different cheeses. Along with pizzas and calzones, we serve only fresh local seafood, eggplant parmesan, lasagna, ravioli, fresh pasta, daily specials, and local Louisiana favorites. Now, Wednesdays only, 50% off any bottle of wine from our list of over 65 to choose from. The Happy Italian Pizzeria, 7105 Jefferson Highway in Harahan. Open 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Wednesday through Saturday for lunch and dinner. Find us at happyitalian.com, like us on Facebook, and love us. USA News Update. Soon, thousands of hours of security footage from the 2021 Capitol riot will be made public. House Speaker Mike Johnson has announced the release of 5,000 hours of video from the U.S. Capitol grounds. The Speaker changed course from the original plan to blur the faces of rioters, citing logistical challenges. For now, the risk of a government shutdown has been averted. President Biden signed a government funding bill, extending the deadline further into the month. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis rejecting a bill designed to restrict children's access to social media platforms. Despite overwhelming support in both the House and Senate, DeSantis expressed discomfort with its wording. Lawmakers will revisit the issue with a revised bill. This is USA News. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at crazy low prices. They have access to great prices and discounts at over 500 different airlines. Plus 300,000 hotels and rental car companies. Their prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find the best price for you. Call SmartFares today and get ready to see the world with a fat wallet. 800-871-3291. 800-871-3291. 
At Augie's and Harahan, you can reminisce about places like the Windjammer, Sal and Sam's, Smiley's, Augie's on Veterans, and Augie's Glass Garden, because Augie's talent for food was blended into all of them, and you can still experience them at his restaurant on Jefferson Highway in the Elmwood Business Park in Harahan. Augie's has a room for parties, receptions, and other events. Go visit Augie's for lunch or dinner, and tell them William Wallace sent you. Fly me to the moon. Let me Souls Jewelry. Souls Jewelry is located at 8700 West Judge Perez Drive in the Mall in Chalmette, Louisiana. Souls Jewelry. Also for custom design jewelry, 504-276-1009. In other words, baby, kiss me. When the time came, I knew I had to find a place where Mom would be safe and active while still feeling independent. A place that was close to all of us and everything she needed. Locally owned and operated in the heart of Gonzales, I found Francois Ben's Senior Living. They specialize in independent and assisted living and memory care. Call 225-647-BEND for more information on our special pre-leasing offers. Francois Ben's Senior Living. Experience life as it should be. Hi, everybody. This is Jackie Gun. I'm inviting you to join me every Sunday at 5 p.m. for Uncle Jackie's Gumbo, heard only on WGSO 990 AM or WGSO.com. This the Flaming Conservative. Join me now on Friday nights at 7 p.m. for Holy and Patriotic Jambalaya on WGSO. Got your license to grill? Call Chew on This, Saturdays at noon on WGSO, and tell us all about it. Don Clement and Patty B are waiting to hear your cooking secrets. Try and read my lyrics off of this paper before I lay them But you won't take the sting out these words before I say them Cause ain't no way I'm gonna let you stop me from causing man When I say I'm gonna do something, I do it I don't give a damn what you think and we're back with Conversations with Ron Richardson, and I'm his guest host, Darina Phillips, on WGSO 990 AM and WGSO.com. And if you're on the go, download the Mixler app. You did pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, we are back with... A bunch of friends of mine. I got one, two, three, four, five guys in here, man. They're all United States veterans, and I am glad to have you in WGSO Studios with me. What, what's going on? Five. Hmm? Five? One, two, three. One, Somebody two, can't three, count. Four. Four. My bad, my bad, my bad. We having fun, so they making fun of me. But uh, <laughs> It's like the 12th man. All right. Oh, yeah. Well, really, one, two, three, four, five. Six. Yeah. Total. 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 Yeah. All right. <laughs> but uh, we are back, man. And we are talking about a very, very important issue uh, veterans and mental health. And before we went to uh, our break, we had Terry giving us some information on uh, marijuana, man. So why don't you continue that last thought? And you were talking about some uh, issues that were going on with uh, cannabis. Yeah, the VA has approved veterans to use it, but they're not teaching veterans how, how to use it. you got to understand something, and I explain this so many times on my Instagram. Cannabis is an herb from the creator of the universe. It's the greatest medicine that God gave us. And I preach like this. God was not going to create a people and wait for someone he gave life to to create a medicine for his people. He put the medicine in the earth. 
so you can grow it yourself. It's natural. But if you don't know this and you're using it as a drug, which we have been so programmed to believe, it gives you a different effect. You get paranoid. You get, you know, you get different feelings. But once you learn that this is the herb from the creator, the mental part that it helps you with for depression, for pain, for anguish, for all kind of other illnesses. It got me through heroin. It got me off of all this other alcohol, everything else I went through in life. Veterans need that more than they need the pills that they're giving veterans. The suicide rate is so strong because of the medications that they're putting on veterans. It turns you into a zombie. And I want to touch on something, man, that, you know, you talked about, we've talked about amongst ourselves. You struggled with heroin addiction, right? Well, you got to tell everybody that. Man. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I'm teasing. I just want to, I, was I just want to, you right. can't see us, but he has, he's probably representing with his Vietnam veteran hat on, and he has a wrapped around his neck, this right. cannabis chain. So Yeah, no, I was a heroin addict because of Vietnam, it, because of the things that happened. And I want to touch on, you know, your reasoning, because you said you had to get to a certain point where you had to escape. My mind was ruined. I couldn't, right. I couldn't sleep. Everything, when you see bodies and stuff in those conditions and there's nothing you can do to save your friends the mental state that it puts you through is insane mm -hmm. your mind will not let you sleep you mm -hmm. over and over visualize just what you went through it took me years and years to get past the nightmares mm -hmm. the VA didn't get me past the nightmares my spirituality got me past the nightmares mm -hmm. and the help of cannabis literally mm -hmm. all right Adrian you look like you Got some words to say, my man. <laughs> I totally agree with Terry. It was almost life-changing. Uh, I will tell you that, um, and I, I was, like I said, I was strong. I came back, nah, nothing's wrong with me. And it was like this gradual slide that just, one day I just woke up and I'm just like, cocaine, booze, and just said, this is, this is not the life I need. And that was going to be the next question I was going to ask you. When did you realize enough was enough? Uh... Probably when my first child was on the way. And um, I really just said, this is not a life for kids. And I just picked myself up and kind of went cold turkey. Mm. And then I had a graceful angel show me cannabis. And then I started sleeping. And then I'm telling you, the cannabis saved my life. I will tell you, because I stopped drinking. I didn't want to drink. I didn't want to do blow. I just wanted to have that feeling of the cannabis and being rested. And then really just started kind of just, just putting my life back together at that point in time. Mm -hmm. One thing he said that was so important, mm -hmm. that baby, my daughter, is when I got off of drugs, just like he Mine said. My that makes a man out of a boy. That makes a man out of a depressed person. When you got that little life and you in charge of this little life, making sure that baby going to be good, mm -hmm. you going to become good. Mm -hmm. Will, you got anything you want to add to that? Um, for me personally, like my therapist, she told me I should try smoking, but like uncle was saying, you know, they have doses and knowing how to use it. Nobody told me that my therapist said go smoke weed. So I started smoking weed. <laughs> you know, I didn't know what I was done drinking. Smoking, right, right. And it got to the point it made me more depressed. It, you know, it, it made me more angry and I just got kind of oblivious to my family around me. And all I wanted to do was bury these PTSD thoughts I had. So for about a year, I went through that, through that phase and, um, now I don't drink, I don't smoke or anything, mm. but that was a personal decision for me because I had to do what I had to do to take care of myself. Survive. It didn't work, it right. didn't work for right. me. So I, you know, my spirituality, I found God and I have other things I, I've learned to kind of work on myself through my therapist and through the hero program. <coughs> so I, um, I don't feel like I need a substance. I can kind of control, control myself like that. But, um, you know, for some people at work, I would just want to 
people that it didn't work for. So what's your, what's your go-to? I'm sorry, Darren. So you went to through the therapy route. Right, I, I went to therapy. I swear by therapy. It's... I went to therapy. And, um, like, I continue now. I don't drink anything, but I make sure I, I talk to people. I talk to, um, I still go to, like, AA meetings and stuff like that just to kind of be in that, that group of sober people. Kind of figurehead. Yeah, so and, yeah, and try to, you know, pass the word and, and try to help somebody else. So that's kind of what I'm doing now. Mm. Darine, you got anything you want to add? No, I just like that everybody has their own perspective and coping. You know, your daughter brought you through. Your therapist brought you through. Um, we talked off off uh, the radio earlier, and you said you wanted to go to college and better yourself, and you were able to do those things. So every, I, lo- I love all the different perspectives that y'all have. And, and this Vietnam veteran who would I would not expect to be the cannabis proponent that he is but we have come a long way for that to be the case so and mike you know you didn't do drugs what was your coping mechanism while you were in the military while you served well if i have to say one thing um i did drink a you know I, I was lonely um, right because I was around people with I was around fam- I was single and I didn't have any kids so um, when we'd go on a cruise and uh, that's a cruise or mm-hmm. deployment or whatever mm-hmm. we'd come back everybody's you know rushing down and they're hugging their wives and their kids and I'm just kind of walking around by myself and of right. course when you when you see that you know you kind of all right what am I gonna do I just go to the bar and start drinking because I was by myself. Right. That's the culture of the military. Though. You get off work and everybody get together. You, you drink. Poison. I would go straight to the strip joint. <laughs> really? Right. So is, is there a there a? You said there's a culture, and it's almost like a a, a, a fraternity. Am I right? Yeah. It, it, that's that's basically you graduate high school. You're 18 years old, and you you on your own, and you making money. The culture of the military is you drink and you go to strip clubs and you drink and, and spend money and. You eat for free in the child hall. You're, you're rent free, so barracks, cave parties, and stuff like that. They're going to laugh because I'm going to say it. I'm the weird one, right? Okay. The, describe the Marine Corps <laughs> as a cult that works. We a special really? breed. We yeah, are yeah. a unique group, but we're very intense. But I, I relate to everything these guys are saying, and we come back, and I tell you what, it was just hit the strip joint, hit the booze, whatnot. You're single, just like Mike is talking about, and it was just all about, you know, and now back then, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but back then, if I'm trying to remember, I was an E1 when you first get there, of course, right. you know, you don't pay for meals, you don't pay for rent, but I think the monthly payment for an E1 when I started was like $628. Right. So literally, you have a pocket full of money, and for lack of a better term, you basically have the world at your disposal. Some basically, you some of the fear for stuff. Right. Much. right. Yeah. No rent, no electric, no water, no food. No food. Well, you, Everything was. You wouldn't have been able to pay for anything because how much did you make in the Vietnam War? <laughs> uh, <laughs> conflict. It's a shame it, to say this. They paid me $108 a month to serve in Vietnam because Vietnam <clears throat> was never declared a war. And for the my total service period, we got 135 a month. So you, you add that. That was your total pay, and and that comes out to thirty-eight cents a day for serving in Vietnam. Wow. So many men died for pennies on a dollar. So many. What do you, uh, gentlemen, think that coming out since we have this uh, alarmist statistic of so many young vets now committing suicide? What do you think could help a person just coming out, that, like 
I think uh, therapy should be automatic. When you the first day you get into basic training, they let you know they're stripping you down to who you are, and they're rebuilding you into somebody else. If you're rebuilding me into somebody else, and then one day that service stops, what happens to that person you just build up? So that, and then he's alone. He has no connection with his friends. Hold it. Hold that thought, guys. We got to go to our last break. All right. Conversations with Ryan Richardson on WGSO 990 AM and WGSO.com. Remember, guys, if you want to catch us on the go, you can download the Mixler app. And you can also find me on social networking platforms, Instagram. Just search for Ronald underscore Richardson underscore Junior. And you can also find me on Facebook. Just search for Ronald Richardson or Ron Rich. And we'll be right back here on WGSO 990 AM and WGSO.com. Streaming worldwide with the veterans of the United States. Thanks, guys. We'll be right back. Now it's on wrong, thug, leaving on game back the next year. Number one plan, I'm so we blew up from the dome. And what do you know? Easy to rest this soul. Left us in the mess, I don't regret it, but we better get up and get it going. Everything's going wrong. So she left on and nothing right. At Augie's and Harahan, you can reminisce about places like the Windjammer, Sal and Sam's, Smiley's, Augie's on Veterans, and Augie's Glass Garden, because Augie's talent for food was blended into all of them, and you can still experience them at his restaurant on Jefferson Highway in the Elmwood Business Park in Harahan. Augie's has a room for parties, receptions, and other events. Go visit Augie's for lunch or dinner, and tell them William Wallace sent you. Hi, I'm Huck, an active Christian who loves Louisiana. One of my goals is to bring Louisiana's education from 50th to number one. And I'm Dave. I'm not afraid of government bureaucrats. I fear God. Our rights and freedoms come from Him. This is Liberty or Lockdown. Please join us on Thursdays at 5 p.m. on WGSO 990 AM and WGSO.com. What does grace mean to you? At Grace at the Green Light, a 501c3 nonprofit, we believe that everyone deserves a hot meal, clean drinking water, a welcoming community, and a chance to go home again. You can help create a new home and hope for those who need it most. To see how, visit our website at graceatthegreenlight.org. Got your license to grill? Call Chew on This, Saturdays at noon on WGSO, and tell us all about it. Don Clement and Patty B. are waiting to hear your cooking secrets. Big Easy Pet Shop and Rescue is a nonprofit volunteer-run rescue. We provide adoption services and care for homeless animals across the New Orleans metro area. We also offer pet supplies and grooming services at our downtown and Marigny locations. The shops are located at 839 Spain Street and 513 Dumaine Street and are open from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays and noon to 6 on Saturdays, noon to 5 on Sundays. We can be found on the web at BigEasyPetShop.com. Support local animals in need by shopping and adopting with Big Easy Animal Rescue. Tired of placing multiple calls to multiple vendors and getting the runaround? Turn to one resource who can get it done, Sir Speedy. We provide a wide spectrum of print, signs, and marketing services, all backed by more than five decades of experience. So when you need that new brochure, direct marketing campaign, or signage to promote your brand, give us a call at 504-586-9812 or visit us online at SirSpeedyNewOrleans.com. Everything you need, one resource, Sir Speedy. 
join me, BJ Rust, every Saturday night for the Something to Say radio show on WGSO 990 AM and streaming live on WGSO.com. Tune in to the Your Personal Bank show Saturdays at 11 a.m. or contact parents at yourpersonalbank.com. The Your Personal Bank show Saturdays at 11 a.m. on WGSO 990 AM, New Orleans. And we're back, everybody, with Conversations with Brian Richardson, and I'm your co-host, Direna Phillips. We're on WGSO 998 AM and WGSO.com, and if you're on the go, download the Mixler app. I just wanted to give a shout-out. I don't want to call out specifically, but one of the veterans is such a gentleman, he brought me some pink roses. And so... He's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, 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 right we're talking with heroes and gentlemen today. Right, so that's a to, G right there. Yeah. Right, man. I am glad to have you guys here with me, man. We are talking about such an important issue and having a little fun with it as well. Because these guys have been making me laugh the whole segment. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, before we went to break, man, uh, Will, you brought up a good point. You said that the military literally breaks you down to who you are. And then builds you back up. It builds you back up to, to be, you know, whatever soldier, marine, sailor, airman, you know, whatever they, that service needs you to fulfill that obligation or that role. So they build you up to that. And then mm-hmm. the day your service stops you, you go back to society. And, they, you know, how do you manage that? And that's what I, you know, that's what I was going to ask. What does that do to a person mentally when they break you down to just being naked, you know? Stripped of everything that you basically once knew, and now you're into this new life. Once, once it stops, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's scary. I had points like that last year when I was drinking and stuff. It was almost like I had tunnel vision. I knew, you mm-hmm. know, I'm functioning the world around me, but I was just kind of focused on, man, this messed up. I need to take a drink or something to kind of bury those bury those feelings. So mm-hmm. when it hits you, like I was, I thought I was felt I was fine. I didn't really know mm-hmm. it was going on until my girl, you know, like. You need to get yourself together, get yourself together. And um, finally, I just had that day with, like, this is it. I got to I gotta start managing my life better. And if you don't mind, I'm going to give uh, a little background information on you and I and how we met. Mm-hmm. We met through a classmate of yours, a mutual friend, Correct. Joy. Correct. And I'm going to tell you something about this guy. He came in. We, You know, we linked up on Facebook and everything. You always cracking jokes, always making people laugh. I mean, mm-hmm. there was not a day that would that would go by, I would look at this guy's Facebook page and it was always some, you know, something funny. And I never knew that you were going through what you were going through right. personally until you, you, you posted one day. And I'm like, wow, you know, I didn't, mm. I didn't, you never know, Adrian. I did stand-up comedy. Mm. And I was funny. But I tell you what. You were suffering thought, inside, though. Man, at, by two in the morning, I would find myself sitting in a chair or up for two days because that's what happens when you do cocaine right and just staring at the ceiling and they're going I'm not I'm not funny at all really and, and you see a lot of comedians that do that and Robin they're, Williams they're a mess on the inside and mm-hmm. I can relate to that right. Robin was Williams the commi- greatest comedian of all time committed suicide Love yeah. Mm. yeah so humor is the key to life for extended life but when you're in the entertainment like he was when you're not on that stage you depressed 
Mike Epps said the same thing. His biggest time in life, he's, he got all this money. He don't want to buy nothing. He got a beautiful family. He said, but when I'm not on that stage, I'm depressed. It's similar to, like, to be philosophical. It's a drug, more or less. In the Marine Corps, they do tear you down, like Will is saying, and they turn you into, I tell you, I think on it now, I didn't have a guilt mechanism. Like, literally, I never felt guilty about anything I did. You was doing a job. You just did it. But Marines take your mind when the Marines tell you, I will die for it. They literally, I mean, I watched them because we trained on the Colorado same session. They literally take that mind from you as a Marine. In the Army, they don't do that much to us to where they did it to them as far as for training. And so you never can really get out of it. You, you get very desensitized to killing. You get very desensitized to violence. And when I got out, it's only when you get out, when you start thinking about a lot of stuff I did. I went and spent a good amount of time with a great priest who was a mentor of mine um, and talked to him for hours. And I thought, man, I was like, I'm, I'm going to hell because mm-hmm. of the stuff that I've done. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, you don't. <laughs> you know, it's... It's hard for me to even vocalize how I'm feeling because I never would have thought. You know, you always hear stories, but I'm hearing them firsthand from people that I know, and I never would have thought that it would be like this in the military. People think I was very well held together. Mm-hmm. And, I, and when I had to show up to something, and I tell you what was bad about being booze and drugs, is you miss things. And then you start making excuses of why you're missing things. And then I had a good friend that reached out to me and was like, you, something's wrong with you. You just... You, you've been in a hole for five days. You didn't talk to anybody. And at that point in time, I think I'd been through like two eight balls of cocaine by myself. And, you know, it hits you. And you go, man, this is just no way to live. I'm not treating my family right. I'm not treating people around me right. I'm not treating my work life right. It just, it's like an avalanche. And you were, you were talking all, uh, during the break. You said that. And you also, Darina, you know, you, you touched on routine. And routine plays a major part in how you guys keep yourselves together, am I right? So tell us what you do to try to uh, keep yourself together, Terry. Well, I was like, like you said, I was on every drug they had. The only one I didn't do was crack. Mm -hmm. I ended with, I did coke, I did acid, I did everything because you didn't care. You know, you didn't, yeah, exactly. So you do everything that's out there. But I found meaning in my life, you know, I'm, I'm now I'm a musician. We're not a musician, a rap artist. I make jewelry for nurses. I know that we have to keep our minds occupied. Whatever veteran is out there and you're depressed and you're home alone, find something you love, something you can attach yourself. You never painted before in your life? Start painting. You get something, and, and once you start doing it, you're going to get better and better at it. It's going to keep you more into it and keeps your mind from just drifting back to the sad parts of life. I just focus on helping other vets. That's a great thing. That's a great thing. And that's like why I make jewelry for nurses. If we don't have nurses in these hospitals, who's going to take care of you before the doctor comes see you? It was a nurse that got me uh, to try cannabis. Yeah, see? You know what I'm saying? So what are you guys telling a veteran that's listening? First, right now, try to tell your doctor that you don't want to take those pills. Try to tell your doctor you would rather use cannabis, and I know it's going to be expensive on you, it's going to be hard, but break the cycle, free yourself and free your mind. You don't need to be a zombie, and that's all those pills are going to do to you. And, and talk, and Will has already talked about that, but you got to talk to other vets, you got yeah. to talk. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
That's a word for me. Talk, talking about the best. I can and vouch for therapy. Therapist. No, you're not, not the only one. Right, you're not the only one. I I try to help veterans now. Like I haven't been back to work since I I got home. I learned so much and found out so many resources. I'm messaging guys and trying to help guys right now. That's that's kind of my purpose. And we got to unite and fight for veterans. We got to fight to get cannabis legalized. Mm-hmm. We got to fight to get the Vietnam veteran his combat pay. I got so many battles that I want to fight. Eventually, I'm gonna be in front of Congress and probably with him. We need to get this legalized. We need to fight for veterans to get them the compensation that they deserve. It took me 40 years to get my disability. 40 years. Yeah. Right, I've I just seen so many veterans right. help. They're doing yoga. They're, they're, they're doing cannabis. They're, they're working out. They're, their body's in homeostasis because of your endocannabinoid system. Mm-hmm. Um, something's in your human system. They're talking out. They're getting with other veterans. They're doing all things that are natural to get their life back. All right, man, you know, we got to close out in a little bit. I just want to thank you guys uh, for giving me the opportunity to talk to you and interview and, you know, share your experiences with you. And we thank you for that, thank too. You, All right, man. You know what? Come back that's, anytime. That's the end of the show, man. That's Thanks for having show. us, yeah. man, for yeah. sure. Thank you, Rod. All right, man. So, so you know what? Thank you, brothers, for serving this country, too, man, you and too. surviving. Yeah, thank you guys for your service. All thank right, you so for lightening this issue. This you got it, man. You know what? We're going to do this again. It's going to be a part two to this. And uh, New Orleans, I will see you guys next week. Same time, same place here on WGSO 990 AM and WGSO.com. Remember, guys, if you want to listen to us on the go, download that Mixler app, and you can catch Holy and Patriotic Jambalaya Fridays from 7 to 8 with co-host Mr. Mike Silver. I love you guys, man, and I wish you all the best, all right? right, All right, man, this has been Conversations with Ryan on WGSO 990 AM and WGSO.com. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. Peace and love. A powerful threat calls for a greater response. Not tomorrow. Not in a few years. But right now. Some battles must be faced together. Cancer fighters stand up to cancer every day, and you can be part of this battle too. Visit StandUpToCancer.org to learn more. Together, we can save lives. Hi, I'm William Wallace. You can hear me live on Tuesday nights at 5 o'clock here on WGSO, or see what I have to say on Facebook at William Wallace for America. Hello, this is Jack Clay. 